from an undisclosed basement in America. And uh, I'm Wayne Noon. I'm from Rat Sound Review. And uh, I welcome you to the first and maybe only Rat Sound Review versus the Right Opinion debate. Between Nate Lander of Rat Sound Review and Harrison Bergeron of the Right Opinion. What's going on, guys? Not much. Just got done eating like some kind of really good chicken. So, yeah. All right. Interesting. How are you, Harrison? I'm uh, doing well on this Saturday. Um, are you in the Are you in the undisclosed basement that happens to also house Joe Biden? I cannot disclose that information. Okay. All right. Just needed to know. Needed to be asked. <laughs> I don't know. Are you in the undisclosed bunker that Trump hid out in during the peace? Uh, if you're referring to the bunker that the Secret Service put him in, which was not a bunker, really, but uh, sure, yeah, let's do that one. After all those people <laughs> holding signs out on his lawn that he had to tear gas. That's right. All right. But uh, this will be an open discussion. But if either of you two speak over each other, I will put you on mute. And we will wait until you both calm down. All right, then, Dad. All right? Fair I will enough. not have... So, gentlemen, a lot of people were waiting for this night to happen. And here we go. Nate, since you had an issue with Mr. Bergeron's opinions from his podcast... A while back. I'm going to let you start this off. All right? Well, first of all, your characterization of Antifa as an organization. It's not an organization. Nobody's got their card care. Nobody's a card-carrying Antifa member. It's just a bunch of college kids who have black shit that they wear, so they can't be, like, identified by facial recognition. It's more of just an idea than a formal, structured organization. There's no central leaders or anything. Sure, there's activists, people that are more active in communities that start calls to action, but that's it's not like it's an army, you know. All right. Um I mean even in your own statement there you started to backtrack there. So it started as just an idea. It's not an organization. It's just a bunch of people who all happen to have the same uniform involved in the same Antics uh, all happen to, by the way, be trained. There are organizations, there are formal organized groups. There's the Rose Hill City uh, Antifa group, which happens to be perpetually targeting journalist Andy No. I mean, these are these are real groups. They have or they have flags. They have a uniform. They have tactics that they all use together. They have U-Haul trucks that show up with signs conveniently for them. This is this is a well organized group, and the idea that it's just an idea, ideas in and of themselves, don't burn buildings to the ground. Okay, but organization and being a centralized group are quite different. It's organized because it's a protest. Well, it seems to me that it's not organized because if it were organized in any sort of real formal fashion, it would instantaneously be handled as a domestic terrorist group. So it's purposely left out there to be all these sort of, uh, I guess, sects or cells, if you will, of this group that just so happen to show up in every major city doing the exact same things, wearing the exact same stuff, flying the exact same flags. But it's not it's definitely not but an organization. Nothing going on from any kind of top down from it. So you're saying and that all these people just they, people want a more unified idea. Yes. And people are going to unify under something because that just makes identification of people who are your allies at protests easier. 
I mean, you realize this is a group that has been infiltrated. Like, we have people on the inside who oh, know that they've God, been... Oh, my God, Project Veritas. Uh, oh, Project Veritas, absolutely. None of which, oh none God. of their journalism has ever been debunked in any substantial fashion, by <laughs> the way. Stephen like Crowder also right infiltrated now. the group. He had his producer infiltrated the group. They had coded cell phone messaging systems that they used. They had to personally meet the guy. They handed him a shiv when he showed up on scene to protest that particular day. I mean, whether or not you want to recognize it as an organization is really neither here nor there. That doesn't stop the burning of the buildings. And for that matter, the nonstop violence that seems to be perpetual in cities like Portland and Seattle that are obviously run by Antifa or people who are claiming the same ideology. Okay, but the destruction isn't nearly what you're claiming it is. So there aren't just entire sections of cities just burned and graffiti. No, I live in Minneapolis. Okay, and there There's isn't. A, there like wasn't a target and an auto zone burned to the ground. There wasn't a police station okay. burned to the ground. Those funny things enough, didn't happen. Funny enough, I listened in your podcast that you were talking about how Nazis would usually show their true colors. Remember that video of the umbrella guy bursting the windows at the auto zone? Sure. Yeah, and how he's like, you know, pretty disguised. Yeah, that guy was a confirmed white supremacist trying to start okay. shit. That's All pretty. Right. And I mean, I with my own eyes because I live there, and I was hanging out at a friend's. I saw with my own eyes somebody trying to bust down a fence off to closed off bridge that was gapped off. These okay. people do exist. And okay, I don't doubt that that there are white supremacists or agitators even, but that doesn't mean that these people are present at every major city across the country and that the for that matter they're forcing anybody to do anything against their will. They may break the windows at the auto zone, but he didn't go ahead and tell everybody else to go torch them, nor would they be obligated to do so had he done so. Okay, but knowingly with a, if you go to a mob and you start to break stuff you're, normally, that's with the intention of coercing others via mob mentality to do it. And none of those people were forced to do anything other than what they did, which is burn down stuff. None of them, by the way, burning things doesn't save anybody's life, didn't help George Floyd and his, and his family, for that matter, in any way, shape, or form, nor does looting stores, which is something that was done far, far away from the AutoZone. They were, I assure you, they were not looting the AutoZone in the way that they were looting the Nike store, the Apple store, the Gucci stores. Uh, what 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 is the possible oh, explanation for that? Looting is more just something that springs up as a result of any kind of okay. major... And not only is it happening, but it's being it, seemingly applauded. We have major politicians that are legitimately pushing bail funds for these people that were looting and rioting and causing damage to private property. Yeah, because sometimes, as as a person, I bet you're a fan of the Second Amendment, right? I'm a huge fan of the Second Amendment. Sometimes more forceful action is justified if you can't get No, it. not in this particular case. So you're, you're saying that these riots and these looting instances are justified? No, I'm not characterizing every instance as something that's justified, but burning something like a police station is far more, at least arguable, than no. something like Target. How is that more arguable? That's actually probably worse, if if, if anything else. But albeit yeah. on on message, I guess if you want to make here. it that the more. cops here are a bunch of meatheads. They are. Okay, well that's I, certainly your opinion. Like, but I mean, do you have like any? You've heard about like L.A. cops are... back in the day, right? How a lot of them were just power tripping maniacs. Sure, it's very similar here. Okay, and that's, again, certainly your opinion. Do you have any statistics to back up that they're in any way, shape, or form involved in any sort of systemic racism? Well, I mean, that's really any police department. That's been proven by the... Oh, that, that has that's not been proven, proven by the... That's, justice, as a matter that's fact, been proven by the Justice Department. 
That has not been proven by the Justice Department. And that's, as a matter of fact, what we're here to argue today. So you know, I assume you believe that the police are systemically racist as a whole and you have some sort of evidence to back that up. Well, like you said, with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, a small bunch of people rioting can, can ruin an entire movement, right? Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, a few bunch, of, well, a few bad police officers being enabled by the rest of their department kind of spoils the whole department. Okay, and that's what all you think that that's you think that's proportionate to the the riots, even even by the most liberal of statistics. Oh my god, it's way more prevalent in the police department. It's not even remotely as prevalent in the police, even by the most liberal statistics. At least seven percent of these of these protests end up turning out into violent riots. Whereas there are 10 million police interactions any given year, okay. nine of which resulted in the shooting of an unarmed black person in 2019. So it's not even remotely statistically comparable in any way, shape or form okay. if you're to compare the riots to with the police activity in general. But do you know what's going on at these protests before they turn into riots? I know that they turn into riots and that's all that really no, matters at the end no, of the day. No, it's not all that really matters. It is really what matters, yeah. The city sends cops to disperse people who are protesting peacefully. Correct, because there's and curfews in place and they're violating. There's them. curfews in place, so they have an excuse to brutalize them. No, they have curfews in place because they know that after hours no, is when all of the violent rioting and the looting goes on. It happened in every one of these protests where it mostly during the day they are peaceful and they're July. protesting. It doesn't matter what time you deem is appropriate. That's the time that they deemed was appropriate. Well, you and if you're going to be dark. out past the curfew. Yeah, well, because it has to be a cutoff at some time. You want to do it at exactly okay, sunset or you want to set a time at 8 o'clock. Well, those people are, once again, out past curfew and violating the law. So they have. Oh, boy, out past curfew. That's not an excuse to go up and assault somebody. Well, in this particular case, when they're being warned several times in advance of the tear gas, which is okay. often the case, even but they if just they're not committing these. violence, even if they're not committing violence, just being the tear outside. gas is not lethal. It's not as if it's going to seriously injure them. There's, it's meant to disperse the crowd in a mildly peaceful manner. It's been declared not fit for war in the Geneva Convention. Why is and it okay also, to use against they're non-lethal weapons? Okay. Would you prefer the not... rubber bullets? I mean, they certainly can bring those oh, out as well. Oh, speaking of the rubber bullets, how yeah. about those being intentionally misused? Okay, and you have evidence of this? Yes, they're firing them directly at people, but you're not supposed to do that with rubber bullets. You're supposed okay. to shoot them at the ground so they ricochet into people. Fair enough, and most people of them are People have been killed by it. these things. Okay, and that's those are particular instances that are in no way indicative of the system as a well. whole. Okay, that how is, many cops talking... can you name who are getting killed by protesters? Um, I can name at least one. There was a former police officer, 77-year-old, okay. David Dorn, was killed by protesters. protesters who were killed by cops. Okay, and go I ahead. Right now. I mean, we, you, you, you're talking about death as if it's like a, an altruistic s- statistic here. Um, way more harm has been caused to the police over the course of this, only by virtue of the well, fact the that the protesters are inept and un- underarmed. I mean, we've got 50 Secret Service people were arrested in that so-called peaceful protest that you brought up just before we got on air where tear gas needed to be fired off in order for, I guess, the president to have a photo op if you want to look at it that particular way. But the night before, 50 Secret Service agents were injured by protesters. That didn't just, you know, that's just in one particular instance on one particular night outside the White House. Sorry, I'm trying to find you a list right here in case you actually wanted one and weren't just like bullshitting 
I mean, you can, you're welcome to, to try to find this list here, but that list is still not going to prove in any way that the police are as a whole systemically racist in 2020. So why don't you make some sort of argument towards that? Because I've got plenty of counter statistics if you'd like them. Okay. How about the fact that white people and black people smoke weed at the same rate, but black people are arrested four times more? Yeah, that is obviously a factual statistic. There are reasons for that, and many of them involve more socioeconomic than they do racial black people are more likely to obviously be impoverished which means they're more likely to be in uh let's say apartment buildings and either get caught smoking it there or have to go outside more likely to be get caught smoking it out there as a white kid from the suburbs i used to smoke out fucking miles in the woods i don't know that that's necessarily common in urban neighborhoods so um that said those are also statistics based on the official charges that were ultimately levied against those particular people many of which had to plead down to those charges because they were obviously guilty of other things that ultimately pled down to the marijuana charges. So, so why are they caught more? Because they're it's caught just... more often because they're just there. Like I said, in the beginning there, they're less likely to be in a secluded area where they're going to not get caught. So they're either yeah, going to be in their apartment building where their neighbor is going to call on them because the, the whole apartment building smells like weed, or they're going to be out on the corner where there are police roaming the streets. So that's, I mean, that's, that's where you end up getting caught more often than not. On top of the fact that you're talking about people who are actually charged of it. So people, obviously, like I mentioned, black people more likely to be slightly more impoverished. Uh, white people can't afford better attorneys. So they get those charges dropped, whereas black right. people don't in those particular instances because they're left with the public defender. Why are black people more impoverished? Largely due to self-inflicted wounds like not graduating high school at a high rate or, for that matter, being largely raised in single-parent homes. How is that a self-inflicted wound? Well, I mean – if you're if you're born well, in well, if, if well, you're if you're if having you a, you're having 75 percent of high school people. and ending up home and like ending up homeless or dropping out of high school and working a minimum wage job returning to crime sometimes you have to make a, that tough choice and a lot of people turn to crime because it's way more important to have a place to sleep than a place to educate yourself Okay, and you're make, you're speaking about a very very small number of people otherwise most people can finish high school they can wait until they're 21 to get married and not have a child until they are married. They There's can get a, a job and maintain a job. Why would it be such a problem then? Well, you're talking about a small number of people that have to have that particular choice to where well, high school students are, are, have to choose to between going to get it. Then. Think then. Okay, well, do you have any numbers to back up what percentage that is? Because, I mean, it's just, at, the, at the end of the day, those okay. problems are problems that people of all races you're face, the, and black people, black people aren't actually the you lowest. You acknowledge that black people commit population. more crime, right? Yes, uh, yes, absolutely. So would that not infer that more people have to make that kind of a choice, especially with the poverty rate being higher in their population? Well, yeah, obviously the poverty rate is higher in that population. That leads to that, but it's also the poverty it's, rate is higher in that population because they make the types of decisions that lead them to crime rather than a legitimate line of work and a legitimate income. Um, right. And it just it's a self perpetuating cycle ultimately at the end of the day. But no one is right. forcing right. anybody. No, 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 no. It's a self perpetuating in cycle. order to sustain themselves, particularly the types of crimes that we're talking about here. If we're talking about robbing a store for bread, fair enough. We're talking about robbery. We're talking about assault. We're talking about sexual assault. We're talking about murder. I mean, these these are not crimes that are are going to lead to your long term survival unless you you know are are a particularly evil person and decide to choose that route. Crime exists first of all, and second of all, you acknowledge that it's a it's cyclical, right? Yeah, absolutely. And how generational poverty exists. Yeah. 
Well, if you've never done anything to really solve that generational poverty other than open the door, you're giving everyone, basically everyone as in the majority, the heavy majority, you can acknowledge them, but the majority of black people in this country are in poverty. Um, I don't know that to be true, but sure, we can even go that route if you want. Okay. The average black household wealth is 50 times less than of the average white family. That's, that's, in, that's in dis, like, that's, that's, that's fair. Sure. So if you're doing that and all you're doing is just opening the door for them legally and not solving the fact that they've been set back so far from not only slavery, but 150 years of Jim Crow and not being able to actually build any kind of nest egg for, you know, most people. Sorry, it's hard to say that, but um, it's really, it's going to translate generationally to now. That's what systemic racism really is, especially enforcing policies that keep perpetuating that, like the war on drugs. Well, I mean, the policies themselves don't keep perpetuating that. Like I said, these wounds are largely self-inflicting. According to the Brookings Institute, which is a liberal think tank, they've whittled it down to three things that I was getting to before. If you graduate from high school, if you wait until you're 21 to get married and don't have children until you are married and get a full-time job, there is a 2% chance of falling into poverty and a 74% chance that you'll find yourself in the middle class. This is true of all races, of all people coming from all racial and socioeconomic backgrounds, and people are just simply not doing those things in the black community, and that's why that cycle self-perpetuates. It's not the system. The system has not been systemically racist going back to the Civil Rights Act. We're talking 60-plus years of of the system creating a level playing field, and that system continues to perpetuate itself uh, of, of poverty in the black community because okay. they're not fulfilling those three things at a rate comparable to the rest of the racial demographics. Okay, but let's break that down point by point. Sure. We started with not finishing high school, right? Yeah. Well, generally, most schools in this country are funded by local property tax, correct? Correct. And since most black people do live in impoverished neighborhoods in this country, most of those schools are going to have a severe lack of funding compared to other schools in better neighborhoods. That's that's fair, sure. Which severely decreases not only the quality but availability of good educational choices in that neighborhood. Which is of course going to lead to higher dropout rates. Well, it doesn't necessarily of course lead to higher dropout rates. I that mean there are people necessarily... graduating from no people are graduating from these systems just the same as any other system. The school the curriculum is the same as it would be largely in other systems. Do they have Chromebooks to take home necessarily in these neighborhoods? No, but at the end of the day, you can go to school five days a week, sit in the class, learn what you need to learn, pass the test. Nothing is stopping people from doing that other than their own personal choices. Class of forty kids with one teacher. It is a lot harder, certainly. Yeah. In that particular, a, in, in, fact, in that particular it's a instance, if it is. Setback. Okay, but that's still not stopping people from successfully absorbing it's the information, not passing people, the tests. But it's, it's largely due to people a gigantic challenge. That's what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, and if they were attending the classes, you'd be right. But they're largely truant in most of these cases, so they're not even there to have the opportunity to be, you know, screwed over by the system in many cases. Okay, if I chained a giant rock to your ankle and told you to run 50 yards and like you could still do it but it was extremely difficult and extremely painful and i'm saying i'm not stopping you from doing it you just got to make it 
that wouldn't be exactly that's not even i mean that's that's a nice analogy if you're obviously trying but that's not the same analogy at all again like i said the curriculum is the same all you got to do is get to school learn the information pass the test people there are these these districts are not strictly black districts there are people in these districts who face the same problems of different races that are still graduating through these systems it's not it's not simply black people that have these problems that you're referring no, to them come back the and yet they seem to be the ones morally no they they suffer from them more because of the self-inflicted wounds of things like rape being raised in a single parent home we're talking about a 75 percent single motherhood rate in the black community which makes them in and of themselves nine times more likely to drop out of high school because a lot of black fathers have been arrested and imprisoned because they had to turn because to crime crimes. because they dropped out of high school probably because their father was dro- imprisoned because they had to choose crime out of getting out of school. Of right. So drugs. they chose, they chose exactly. crime, correct? They didn't, they didn't choose to, okay. you know, choosing get a high school degree. To they didn't choose to get so a job. They didn't choose to wear a condom. They okay. didn't choose to not get to wait okay. until they got choosing married. One at a time here. One at a time here. A lot of people who aren't educated enough, it's yeah, they're going to choose, make bad choices. A lot of it comes down to education. And a lot of it is bad choices are the only ways people can make money there. Okay. So you may, have made the case that the, you may have made the case that the educational system is somehow racist, but that doesn't really have anything to do with the police being systemically racist. It's not. The educational system, I would say, is depending on where you are racist, but a lot of places have done things to fix that. Different methods have been employed. Minnesota, where I live, has completely reworked funding the schools, and that's helped a lot. But overall, yeah, a lot of that is to keep poorer people uneducated. What is to keep poor people uneducated? Keeping schools underfunded. Well, the schools aren't underfunded. The schools are funded, like you said, in accordance to the property taxes. Yeah, so but, if they're, if, okay, but the amount of funding they're getting isn't meeting the needs of their students. Therefore, they're underfunded. I mean, if that's that's how you want to look at it. I mean, that's, it seems like they're that's just funded the proportional with the amount of people that are being there. You're not Either getting way, enough funded to take your workload. That's the definition of being underfunded. So taking that funding from other school systems seems seems just no that, reworking that's fine. how we fund schools is at least part of the answer to that. Well, how have they how have they reworked it? Now I'm actually genuinely curious. Okay, it's called the Minnesota Miracle. Let me Google it quick. I didn't know we get to schools this deep, but... No, nor did I. I'm actually intrigued at this point. Because this would help a lot. Schools for Equity and Education. Yeah, so the Minnesota Miracle of 1971. Um, Let me just skim this quick. Rising public discontent with soaring property taxes created the need to ferment for the need of long reform and long-established policies. And slowly through autonomously levied property taxes. So it's a collection of reforms. It's not just one. Fair enough. You said 1971, though. This has yeah, been enforced. 1971, it was a decade long kind of. Basically, they were putting reforms to kind of patchwork the needs that were. Yeah. But it was a decades-long process, but it's kind of eroding again because we're cutting funding again. Fair enough. Like, I, right. the school I grew up in, they had asbestos in the ceilings and leaky roofs, which is an obvious health hazard. 
Fair enough. And you graduated, I assume? I had to go to an online high school. Well, that's just okay. Graduate. But I did graduate school. high school. No, 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 no. But, no, that was my elementary school. Oh, oh okay. No. I went to online high school just because scheduling reasons. I didn't even just... know that was the thing. Fair enough. All right. Um, let's get let's get back on topic here. So, well, I mean, again... Having yeah, bad schooling is a gigantic setback for not only any just the African American community, but any poor community. Sure, and it would be for any other community. Poor schools, and too. there are certainly other communities and other members of those communities that are not black that face those same problems and aren't committing crimes at the same rate. Actually, I see a lot of those same crimes. There's just less people. Well, I mean, I guess it could be said that a lot of these impoverished areas also see a lot of single mothers, which is, in uh, again, another thing that's going to cause. Oh, I mean, we're we're talking about the single mother- motherhood rate in the black community being at 75%. That's three out of every four black kids are born with a single parent home, which inherently makes them five times more likely to commit suicide, six times more likely to be in poverty, nine times more likely to drop out of high school, 10 times more likely to abuse chemical substances, 14 times more likely to commit rape, 20 times more likely to end up in prison, and 32 times more likely to run away from home. And these are these are statistics that are basically as old as time at this point. And in that community, and those particular communities, that's, I mean, when you're looking at a 75% likelihood of falling into those categories, that's that's unfortunate. You you are in effect starting from behind the finish line, but it is not necessarily due to the that system. study is also counting out of wedlock births as single mothers. Yes, out of wedlock births as that's a single mother. Completely, that has to completely be just bumping that up. I mean, even if you wanted to cut all of those numbers in half, that's fine. That's still really bad, and that's okay, still happening disproportionately in the black community. It's if it's counting out of wedlock. It's counting out of wedlock for all races. So regardless, regardless, it's 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 equal across all races. It's not specific to black people. Because marriage rates are different by race too. Yeah, that's and that's fair enough. Either either way, it's going across boards, and you can look at it as the single motherhood rate rises in a particular racial demographic. It's also proportional to what their income is. Ultimately, Asians have the lowest and they have the highest income whites next. And they have the second highest Hispanics next. They have the third highest and blacks last. Asians and they have, have the lowest. highest because um, there's a lot of richer immigrants coming by. That's, That's fair enough. Huge. They also tend to work in pharmaceuticals, in the medical industry and in tech firms. I mean, there's, there's right. reasons. Part of that is cultural. Hear. But part of that is also due to, you know, generational wealth, like we're saying. In some cases, certainly. In most cases, it's a focus on education. It's the fact that they have two parents in the home. And it's the fact that they have a, because of that, focus on education of a higher high school graduation rate than most. Right. But if you look at how black people came up and how Asian people came into this country, it's completely different. I, I recall certain Asian people being in internment camps within the last century. So, I mean, okay. some, some of them have certainly had it worse than black people over the last century. Okay, but if you're talking about black people in a culture of crime, you're talking about black people coming up during Prohibition, and basically the Italians and the Irish and basically all other organized crime leaving with the white flight and leaving mostly black people and Latinos to fill the crime power vacuum. Okay, but there was no, there was no, nothing saying that they had to fill the crime power vacuum. They could have simply not committed crime. Actually, yeah, Jim Crow is a huge reason they couldn't fill that. 
they had no choice but to film that vacuum. Because that so was happening so during the 40s. Crime is a, is, a, is a thing that just needs to happen inherently. No, th- crime is a thing that happens when you have a huge population in poverty and a lot of people in one place. That is true. So the organized crime movement in the 30s is somehow now responsible for black poverty in 2020. It's part of it. And that's the system. That's the system. Yeah, because if you take out organized crime, most of the other. No, if you. No, that's just. You're talking about the actions of organized crime resulting in black poverty. Is the organized crime now the system, in your opinion? You're asking why there's a culture of crime in the black community, right? And I've I've stated it's because of poverty, and that poverty is largely because of the single motherhood rate, which makes makes them more likely to be in all of those categories that I named before, including being more impoverished, including dropping out of high school, which inherently then makes them more likely to be impoverished. It's a lot of it is self inflicted at this point. How is and that we, self-inflicted? Because they don't. Because as a community, they don't focus on education. They continue to have children out of wedlock. If I mean, this, this them is back, self-inflicted. If you're setting them back from the start, how is it self-inflicted? I mean, when are we setting them back from the start? And again, it's still self-inflicted whether they're starting from behind the finish line but or not. If they're poverty, not, if they're starting from behind the finish line, they have more of a reason to do everything precisely as the Brookings Institute it's, set out. Because otherwise, they are going to remain in poverty. It's like shooting someone in the foot and. Saying, no, but no like, one's shooting anybody in the foot here. We're, yes, we're, slavery no was shooting someone in okay, the foot. Okay, shooting, the, the, okay, and slavery ended was, over nearly 200 years ago, okay, 160 like years ago. Okay, but like you said, how generational poverty is cyclical. It it's can 2020. Happen. What generational policies or, or systemic issues have been in Dude, place in the last the 20 Romani years that have resulted in this? Europe, they've been impoverished for the, millenn- the, over I'm, millennia. I'm not, I'm not at all interested in the people of Europe at this particular moment in time. I'm interested okay, in the people of the United States. If we're talking about generational poverty, generational poverty can last for millennia. It's been proven. Well, we also here in the United States have not more black millionaires and black billionaires than anywhere else in the world. How did these people somehow miraculously overcome this this tyrannical racist racial, uh, racist system? Some people make it through. Doesn't mean everybody. Not some a... people. A lot of people. More people than anywhere else in the world. Oh yeah, billionaires. That's great proof that no, that's not great proof that people. That's great proof that specific people can make it. That's not great proof that groups of people can make it. Certainly Those are just outliers. No, no groups of people can make it. Inherently, there are people that rise to the top in, in any particular group of people. But if we had a system here that was racist, certainly but we wouldn't allow for so many black millionaires and black billionaires disparity. to be accumulated here. So many black faces to be on the news networks in in Congress uh, running for president or vice president this particular time around. I mean, the the, the idea that to, to suggest that all of these things are the result of racism directly is to suggest that America as a whole is a racist institution, which it clearly is not. But the disparity between the wealth of billionaires and the average American people is so ridiculous that it can't be compared to the distance of wealth between black people and white people. I don't, I don't see how that's necessarily a given. I mean, it's people people irrelevant. who are billionaires are part of the economy. They're put, they have income. They're part of these all these same statistics. If you're going to say that, then the whole idea that, that, that white wealth is 50 times greater than black wealth, then you have to chop that number down significantly. If we're going to take Jeff Bezos and all the fucking Silicon Valley out of the conversation, pardon me, shouldn't have sworn. No. No, if you're just talking... Well, I mean, yeah... Because 99% of people don't have most of the wealth in the country. 
That's true. And 99% yeah. of the people don't commit most of the crime in the country either, even by... Well, 99% uh, of the people aren't always left with that choice either. Well, I mean, when you're looking at the particular crime, again, when we're looking at the particular crimes, if you're, again, if you want to talk about shoplifting, people who are, who are, who are committing crimes of survival, absolutely. But we're looking at populations like in New York, where black people make up 15% of the population as a whole. They commit 62% of the robberies, 57% of the murders, and something like 45% of all assaults. Okay, so what, what exactly is drawing them to that particular point? I mean, you, you, you want to say that they don't have a choice? They don't have a choice not to assault somebody? I mean, it, how is that necessarily helping them survive as a whole? That's not a... You can't use prescriptive advice for like that for an entire race. First of all, second of all, just because they're fifteen percent of the whole population doesn't matter. You have to look how much of the black population is below the poverty line. Well, I'm saying that that fifteen percent there's there's certainly white people in New York that fall below the poverty line, and they're not committing crimes at nearly the rate. As a matter of fact, but white people as a whole make up about thirty five percent of the population in New York, and they're po- and they're responsible for less than two percent of the shootings in New York. Okay, but if they're committing more crime because they aren't single mothers, and their fathers are being locked up because they're committing crime, because they don't have single mothers, where you're just chicken and egging it here. Yes, precisely. And it all starts with personal decisions made by people in the black community. If no, they were not making those decisions, they would not be in impoverished as outlined by the Brookings Institute, which is, again, not particularly a right-leaning institute. This is, these are, are not radical ideas. These are fairly... What you know, are their decisions? Fairly, what other decisions? What, Graduate what, high school, okay. get married, and then have children, and get a job. That's it. Those are the three decisions that you need to make. Okay, if you do those three things, you have a 2% chance of being impoverished. What if there aren't good jobs in the area? Then you need to find a job and keep it until you can get out of that area. Okay, but what if your job doesn't pay you enough and you have to work three of them and work 100 hours? Then you have to work three jobs. That's just what you have to do. Yeah, every, that's you what should, you have to do. Plenty of people work multiple jobs. Look, I mean, my I, I grew up in a fairly well-off yep. neighborhood in white yeah, suburbia. My parents had to work multiple jobs in order to get to where they were, and they did, and they now they are. I've worked three jobs at one point. Okay. I currently work two. One's closed because of COVID, but I work seven days a week. Okay. You're talking to the choir here. That's not advice you can give an entire race. Yeah, no, it's advice I can give to anybody. If you need more than one job to sustain yourself, get more than one job. You're not entitled to anything because of, just because you put in 40 hours somewhere doesn't mean that you're automatically yeah, entitled to, to whatever it is you might think you're entitled to. Actually, if you, well, if you work over 40 hours a week, you should, you're entitled to overtime. Right? Well, that's fair enough, yeah. Yeah, and a and lot of wasn't Wasn't arguing that at all, yeah. Um, but a lot of people have to work three jobs because most people will cut up cut off hours at 35 hours a week and just avoid giving people benefits okay so they have to work multiple yeah. times. no bad business that's just bad business practice that's your opinion that's smart business practice from their end because they don't have to pay for benefits they've made that decision if yeah, they valued their employees enough to pay for the benefits they would pay the for the employees benefits are the only reason they can even function yeah and there's people behind them waiting to take their job if they want to leave okay certainly so... now if you are so, no, that's not it. That's still coercive, though. It's not coercive in any way, shape, or form. No one's forcing yeah. them to work at that particular job if they don't okay. like the terms of that particular job and they're within the law. Which okay, so they what are. if you do? If you then, don't, then you're welcome you to die, find another job. Right? Sorry. And ever, since ever, okay, 
sorry, we're getting off topic with this. We can save that for another debate. Like, it would whole... be fine. But if there aren't any good jobs available, you can't just tell everyone to work three jobs. There aren't enough jobs available for that, first of all. And second of all, those jobs don't pay enough for you to really lift yourself out of poverty. I mean, you know what working in this paycheck particular paycheck moment in time. Right? Well, yeah, I you don't I'm have enough money left over after. Is, yeah. Okay. Well, you don't have enough money left over after expenses to put away. And what are those expenses exactly? Are they all necessarily essentials? Bills, rent. Rent is a gigantic expense. Are I'm, you I'm kidding me? very much aware of what rent exactly. is. Exactly. Rent yeah. is a huge expense. Medical, any medical payment yeah. is outrageously overblown. Any kind of insurance for at least medical, house, a lot of that stuff is way more expensive than it needs to be. Yeah, and a lot of those things are expensive, but they also, you know, are priorities, or at least very well should be when anyone is particularly budgeting. I see a lot of people complaining about the cost of their okay, health care tweeting from their iPhone. Change. So it's it's hard for me to understand oh, that these people boy, have they have an priority putting oh, putting they have priorities. An no, they, these are individual spending things. If you don't have the money for health care, you damn well shouldn't be talking on the latest iPhone. Dude. The iPhone is cheaper than the healthcare. Whatever the whatever the obviously the iPhone is cheaper the than the healthcare, a, but your money could be going be a towards free healthcare. Upgrade from the cell phone company. It could very you well be. Know. You may be right. You don't know. I'm suggesting that it's not simply the iPhone as well as it's other things that people are spending it's their money not, on. It's, it's not, not all that any though. Cost race. of living is outrageous. Cost of living is what it is. And if people have kids because they're not getting really good education, which what means they're also not getting really good sex education because people are going to have sex. Yes, like, people are going to have I sex. Everyone knows the, the ramifications world of sex. Is it everyone doesn't take is... particularly good sex education to understand the ramifications of sex. No, but it does take particularly good sexual education and availability of contraception. Or there's no other option? No, people are going to fuck. You need availability and I mean, contraception. That's certainly an option, and uh, people obviously do explore it more times than not, but uh, once again, it does not stop. take very good sex education to point out the ramifications of sex, and then if you don't do it the right way, what that will result in. No, and, but that sex education still isn't there. The sex education doesn't need to be there. I can explain to somebody in 30 seconds what will happen if you come inside of a woman. It, it, that's ultimately, at the end of the day, very, very easy to explain to somebody. And they can, yeah, it continues to happen. Okay, if you're a 15-year-old, though, how good are you, is your pullout game? Not particularly great, I'm no, sure. No, not particularly no one, great. No one's suggesting no. that you need to even get no. close enough to that point. No. Again... Personal decisions. They might not. You, more people than not might make them, but, but that doesn't mean that they're at the end of the day a good decision for your long-term financial status. I mean, that's ultimately prescriptive, prescriptive judgment of personal decisions to an entire. Do they not have? Do these people not have access to a CVS? They don't have five bucks to buy a pack of condoms. No, I assume. Not... I assume in order to woo women these days, they need to take them on dates. Still, uh, you know. So, so clearly, there's a there's a certain level of income of of disposable income. They couldn't spring a couple bucks for a condom at the vending machine at the local hotel. No, a lot of these kids are actually fucking because there's nothing better to do. Well, that's fair enough. And that, once again, that's their decision. That's they their made it. They there are consequences to, to that, and that's what ends up happening. Okay. The system is not making them have children out of wedlock. That is simply not the case. No, but the system is leaving them to fend for themselves. 
and in fending for themselves, committing a disproportionate amount of assaults and murders and having children out of wedlock is solving those problems. How? No, it's making them worse, but there haven't been any corrective measures to remedy that. Well, the corrective measures would be for people to understand that these are the realities. Yeah. I mean, we're not even talking about education. These are things that could be pushed via social media, via media. I mean, these these are ideas and ideals that are very easily accessible if anybody was willing to actually push them. But unfortunately, it takes the supposedly radical right-wing Trump supporter who has a podcast to come on here and explain these sorts of ideas because they're not mainstream. And as a matter of fact, the mainstream is repeatedly pushing against this. This is why they back organizations like Black Lives Matter, Inc. that is explicitly put in their agenda that they want to break up the the two-parent family system which would what? inevitably cause more th- more problems like this yes it was directly in the what we believe what part of their website until they were called out for it and they pulled it down because probably because somebody stupid wrote that and that's no because it was what they believe they believe in marxism they believe in what? the ending do they believe in Marx. I don't need Black to talk Lives to people Matter? from Black Lives Matter. I need oh, to know what it says on their website that they are a Marxist organization, hell bent on the destruction of policing as we know it, on the two parent family system, on whatever cisgender heteronormativity might be. All these things are part of their agenda. It has nothing to do with Black Lives. They're not interested in Black Lives. If they're interested in Black Lives, they'd pick a different cause other than the extraordinarily rare circumstance of an unarmed Black person being shot and killed by the police. No, it's all police violence now. Ending policing as we know it applies to white people, too. It applies to Hispanic people. It applies to all people. I care when white people get shot by cops unjustly. Well, that, that's nice for you. you I don't like it when police brutality happens to anybody. People who hold their ideologies, too. Black Lives Matter does not care about these things. They didn't care about Tony Timpa, or Tommy Timpa, pardon me, who died not almost every like story makes the news. No, it's just the ones where a white officer shoots a black person. Those tend to be the case. And and I mean, I know them because I can name all of them. And most of them don't even involve the police. Some of them have no connection whatsoever to racism. Wait. And yet the touted is the say their Wait. names nonsense continues to echo throughout if the streets Tony of Timber America. Tony didn't make the news, how do you know about him? Well, because it came out after the fact. People found the very local news coverage that was that was talking about it. It right. wasn't national news story in any way. It was like a local Fox affiliate. A large city is going to have much more reach, right? And a national news network? Yeah, not everybody watches Fox News. No, oh, people watch CNN. People watch MSNBC. No national news was covering this about- until after the fact, until after George Floyd passed. Well, yeah, and then they covered it. Yeah, after the fact. Yeah, because they went big looking deal back that George for more Floyd cases. died in the manner that he did when everyone agreed that right. was wrong, and by was the way. More interest, and they found a case they missed, and they reported it. Where's your problem? No, they did not find a case that they missed. The, 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 they didn't find, they, the, the CNN and, and MSNBC still were not talking about that story after the fact because sure. they were so was focused there on George. Was recorded Floyd. footage of Tony Dimpo dying? There was, as a matter of fact, and the police standing over his body and laughing at him. Did, did that footage go viral? And after the fact, yes. After the fact. Yeah. Okay, then they should have talked about that too, because fuck the police. Well, then fair enough. <clears throat> yeah. But all police violence. Yeah, all police violence is bad. All that unjustified is, that is certainly violence. what you are saying. That is okay. not what they're talking all about. All unjustified police violence is bad. And I have a pretty wide list of what unjustified police violence is. I mean, and that's, that's my clarification. That's fair. 
But like I said before, many of these names that they tout in these whole say my name chants, many of them, first and foremost, many of them didn't even have interactions with the police. There's no connection in a lot of these cases to racism. There's still not a single indication that Derek Chauvin is a racist, as terrible as what happened to George Floyd was, yet it's championed as some sort of evidence of racism okay, in the police system. There's no evidence whatsoever that he did what he did because George Floyd was black. Not because he's racist. Police shouldn't just be able to kneel on you. And no, they most certainly should not. I mean, I no. assume you've seen the evidence that's come out since then about how non-compliant Mr. Floyd was throughout the whole ordeal and the fact that he was yelling, I cannot breathe from the very minute that they first put their hands on him. And after eight minutes, obviously, that would fall on deaf ears. I'm not saying that the police were not wrong in that particular instance. I'm saying that there was much more to the story, and it was made out to be just the execution of a black man, an innocent black man at that for no apparent reason, when there was clearly uh, other circumstances going on in that particular okay. moment. A, innocent, yeah, he passed a fake 20. That's and then assisted arrest. And okay. was on a lethal dose of fentanyl. No, that is bullshit. That is that not is, bullshit. No, that, that is what is the toxicology chart report. Uh, that's what the toxicology report found, is no. that he was on a lethal dose of fentanyl. No, that is so full of shit. I'm going to Google that right now. You're welcome. Nevertheless, he's just one of a million examples here. Brianna Taylor is one that's touted as some sort of evidence of police racism. Once again, there's no indication whatsoever that the racism played any role in that the police were returning fire on her boyfriend slash lover who had fired at them first and actually shot one of the police officers. It was a no knock warrant that was, in fact, they did knock as a, as essentially a courtesy. They didn't Hold have on. to do that. Hold on. No, that warrant got changed to knock and announce, actually. First OK, fair enough. They went ahead and knocked and announced and and they did. Even the boyfriend recognized that they did knock. He was unaware, supposedly, that they were the police and fired at them. It appears that no one actually did anything illegal or, for that matter, un unreasonable in that particular instance. It just is unfortunate that Breonna Taylor was shot. But once again, this is somehow an example of systemic racism in the policing when, again, there's no example, there's no evidence to suggest that racism had anything to do with what happened that particular evening. Uh, while you're Googling, I'll continue. Tamir Rice, 12-year-old, shot by police. He was pointing a toy gun at them that had the safety tip removed. They had no reason to believe that it wasn't an actual particular... Uh-oh, what do we got here? 20-page report also indicates that Floyd had fentanyl and methamphetamines in his system at the time of his death, although the drugs are not listed as the cause. Fair yeah, enough. Pro yeah, probably because they're just left over. Even if he was doing that, no. I mean, if that. you see the videos of the guy, he, uh, if he's like that sober, um, he's obviously a disturbed individual to begin with. But I mean, the, 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 he was clearly erratic in that if you watch any of the tapes of that interaction there. So, again, not to suggest he deserved to die that particular day. It's just it was painted as the execution in broad daylight of an innocent man when there was clearly a lot of other circumstances that surrounded that. Uh, moving on to, to other people like Trayvon Martin, who wasn't even interacting with the police. There's no indication that George Zimmerman is racist, and he was branded as a white supremacist despite the fact that he's Hispanic. He was being assaulted by Trayvon Martin when he pulled his gun and fired on him. Um, that was the beginning of the Black Lives Matter movement, and it really kicked into gear when we move into Ferguson, where Michael Brown 
uh, the hands up, don't shoot lie that was debunked not only by every bit of available evidence, but the grand jury and the Obama DOJ determined that uh, that that officer fired justifiably. And that was the precipice for the modern Black Lives Matter movement as we know it. So just all of it built on lies, built on misinterpretations. And it just continues to go on from there as they chant, say their names, when again, none of these names have anything to do with with any evidence of systemic racism in policing. Yeah, the autopsy ruled that he had traces of fentanyl, like leftover traces, but ruled that was a result of homicide due to sustained asphyxiation. So yeah, Fair fentanyl had nothing to do with his death. Fent- he had fentanyl in his system when he was interacting with the police as well as okay. methamphetamines. So, I mean, okay, obviously, but if it's not a sound mind when two, he's dealing with the police. If someone smokes weed two weeks ago, they have marijuana in their system. Yeah, that's not that's not typically the case with uppers, methamphetamine, coke, those types of things are Actually, out of your system. Methamphetamine but, like, can leave trace residue. Coke can re- leave trace reg- residue in hair for up to five years, actually. In in hair, yeah, definitely. That's not what they use in those particular toxicology reports to try to determine what was in okay. somebody's system at the time of the event. Okay. But he's not acting erratically enough to keep him... Either way, he had repeatedly kept saying, I cannot breathe in instances where they weren't even touching him. So okay. at, at a but certain point, that does fall on deaf ears. Again, I'm not too, trying to suggest that Derek Chauvin was in the right there. I'm just saying that there is no evidence that there was any racism involved in that particular incident. Okay, but this the phrase systemic racism doesn't always imply that the killing happens because the cops are racist. That's not always... Derek Chauvin was charged with second-degree murder. Right. Actually. Okay, so so why if the system is racist, would would he not have gotten away with it? The system it? is racist because it keeps black people in poverty. And no, the as issue a result of the poverty, racism. they deal with the police more. Yes, they do. That is yeah, that as a result obviously of poverty. True. So you're talking about you're talking about the system as a whole holding black people down and causing them to have more no, interaction. Not holding black here. people down, digging them into a hole. And then saying you can come out now, but not giving them a rope. So holding them down. I mean, it's the same thing ultimately at the end of the day. But so you're saying the, but that that does not point to giving racism them no with the system again. Even in the instances where there was obvious wrongdoing with the police and they killed an unarmed black person, those people were charged with crimes. The woman who walked into the wrong apartment and shot Botham Jean is charged with murder. She's going to serve ten years in prison for walking into the wrong apartment and thinking she was getting robbed. I mean, Derek Chauvin charged with second degree murder and all of these cases where there's something that obviously happened that was wrong. Those people are charged and obviously convicted eventually. Oh, the guy got away with killing Breonna Taylor. So there was a case. That guy did not commit murder by any legal no, definition. Manslaughter. I mean, in this particular instance, he's returning fire. He didn't do anything wrong there, nor did the boyfriend for that matter. No, it's tragic. The first thing they did wrong Taylor, but again, was a not murder in nor plain clothes. Really... Excuse they... me? They were, they did their the Brianna Taylor raid. They performed that in plain clothes without uniforms on. Okay. So if you look through the peephole and someone's slamming on your door, they didn't look through the peephole. They're okay. If someone yells police and they're in plain clothes, a lot of people who get their house invaded. Again, I'm not saying Kenneth Walker did anything wrong that night. I would have done absolutely the same thing if somebody burst into my apartment at that particular hour. But the right, police especially- did knock. And they did announce themselves. Whether Mr. Walker heard them or not is up for, obviously, for whoever to decide. But, I mean, he, they, they announced themselves as police. Only, I mean, 
the testimony of the neighbor, we won't know if it was coerced or not, but he was the only person who did testify that he heard them. He heard them because say they, inter- they interviewed another 15 neighbors and nobody else heard the police. Uh, Mr. Walker did hear them knock and obviously got up and grabbed his gun. And like I said, he did exactly well, what I would have knock, done in that particular instance as well. Knock, a lot of what cops do is slamming against the door really loud. So already, you know, on the aggressive there. Sure. I mean, they're executing yeah. a warrant, which was approved by a judge. I mean, they're, they're, unless there's they're ultimately something proven to be an arrest warrant. Anything that any time that they that they determine somewhere down the line that that warrant is un, was unjustified, I'm absolutely willing to hear that argument. But up to this point, we don't have any evidence to suggest that they were executing a legally obtained warrant. They did so in accordance with the way that the warrant was written out. Like you said, it was it went to a to a knock and, and announce, which they did. And Mr. Walker obviously didn't hear them. He didn't do anything wrong there. The police were fired upon and returned fired. Nothing wrong there. It's unfortunate what happened to Breonna Taylor happened, but it happened as a series of events where no one really did anything wrong there. No one should be charged with murder in that instance. No, but manslaughter, I think, would be still an accurate I mean, even at the end of the day, you would still have to prove some level of intent, which clearly wasn't there. If anything, they were intending to shoot at Mr. Walker. Well, it's, I mean, they're trying to shoot to kill here. Yeah, but they were clearly not attempting to shoot and kill Breonna Taylor unless any of them suggested that she had a firearm, which none of them did. I mean, firing wildly into the... firing I mean, could, wildly... could they be better shots? Absolutely. Yet another reason well, to not be fun, but rather further fun. Of the apartment, like, she was in the hallway right here, and there was a wall right here, and Kenneth was, like, in the living room. They determined here. that she was standing right behind him. No, she was in the hallway at the at the when, they, when the officer walked the in, he said that he found the two of them standing side by side at the end of the hallway, and then obviously when the shots were fired, she moved behind him and was was struck by 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 a bullet and obviously killed her. Okay, well then he knew she was there and shouldn't have fired. Well, he was firing at the person who was firing at him. I mean, should she should he, he not have changed position and not have to fire into the drive? The guy had been like, shot in the leg at that point. He wasn't necessarily trying to you know yeah, he, he, he wasn't was in a committing position. a home invasion essentially. No, he was executing a warrant. Again, it was legally yeah, obtained. They were had every right to do what they were doing. So, okay. To any observer, it looks like he's committing a home invasion. They thought they were raiding a place where there was a drug deal going on. So, I mean, obviously, they were worried that somebody might suggest that there's police there so that somebody could hide the evidence. That's, yeah, that's why they Walker were didn't have a criminal record. No, he didn't. They weren't there for him. No. They were there for the ex-boyfriend who had been picking up packages at her apartment. Right. So... They went to the wrong places. No, they did not go to the wrong place. Her apartment was part of the investigation because the drug dealer ex-boyfriend who had previously been obtained was using her location for what they thought may have been drug deals. Okay, but if she hadn't, didn't they already interview her? I don't believe I, I'm. I, if they had, I, I'm unaware. But obviously, the, the judge didn't determine that that was enough to rule her apartment out for a search warrant. If they had. And again, just one of many cases here. And there's no, again, no evidence that there's any sort of systemic racism there. And the police, like I said, I mean, you want to make the argument on manslaughter. Again, I certainly don't think murder charges should have been less. using the term systemic racism. It's not just that. It doesn't mean that everyone has the intent of being racist. Is that you're saying the entire system is racist as a whole? No, that's not what it. What it means is that the reasons black people are suffering that were put there. For racist reasons, which are still, which which policies specifically are you talking about that are still active well, today in twenty? No, no, 
the policies Your Jim that Crow were... ended 70 Will years you ago. Let me finish. Okay. Like, you can't cut me off halfway through here. No, the end result of those policies, they didn't have any remedy to them. They just removed them. So black people are starting from behind, and there's been nothing to push them to the same starting point in general as white people. There These are communities, three things they said, that would here you go. That thing, and I've mentioned them several times at this point. What? Again, that, that, those statistics are true of any race, of anybody starting from any particular race, uh, socioeconomic class. You have a yes, 2% chance of falling into poverty if you do those three things. And 98% of people do not, and 74% of those people end up in the middle class. They move up economically through classes if they can just do those three things, which, again, that is just not happening in those that particular demographic. Happen more to people who are already in poverty, correct? I would assume so, but that doesn't dis- that that doesn't disqualify so them from doing those three things. Start, and, and yet people are doing it because people who do that move up into the middle class, meaning that they were in lower classes, and that if they do those three those three things, seventy four percent of those people are moving up into the middle class. Seventy four. It's a lot of people. Yeah, but it's, you can't just prescribe personal choice to a group of people. No, I certainly cannot prescribe personal choice, but I can absolutely educate as to those the importance of yeah, making those three choices, which is what I'm happens. doing now. And unfortunately, not what our educational system does. And it's not because of underfunding. It's because of reasons that probably are well-intentioned, but ultimately don't, ultimately don't help these communities. No, sex education has been deliberately kept down by the Christian right wing, especially in the Bible Belt. I mean, at the end of the day, we've all been through public education, I assume. To some extent here, we know that these things still take place. Health education is still a Absence-only education has been proven to increase the rate of teen pregnancy. And and what public schools are preaching abstinence-only? Basically, any any school from, like, Louisiana to Georgia. Okay. And in those particular areas, if there was some evidence and that these problems are higher there, but those problems, yeah, and those pop and those problems still exist in other neighborhoods, which are not preaching that particular ideology. No, because they're related to poverty, but it makes it worse. It does. It, look, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not ignoring poverty. I'm telling you that people still overcome the poverty on a regular basis. And if by doing those three simple things, there's a 74% chance they will be out of poverty altogether into the middle class, ready to go. And then the next generation can do the same thing. It's just not not happening in that particular community. And you can, you can say that it's because they're kind of starting from behind the eight ball, but again, people are still already doing it. Kind of starting from behind the eight ball is like the biggest understatement I've heard all night. No, if if you wanted to have this argument in the 1960s, you're absolutely right. But again, Jim Crow ended 60 something years ago at this point. There, there there have been multiple generations that have had these opportunities that have chosen not to do them, which is why I'm telling you that these problems, unfortunately, are largely self-inflicted. Are you kidding me? The war on drugs is a deliberate act by the United States government. That was in the 70s and then in the 80s and, and it's 90s. it's still and going on. What it's you still say? going on. It's still going on. So, so there is a policy written out by the United States government that is putting crack pipes in people's hands. That's what no, you're telling No, it's a policy that's distributing drugs to lower income communities as a means to get out of poverty. Like giving them an actual means to make Who's money. distributing these drugs to lower oh communities? Oh my god, there's been... Ins- Holy shit, I could get you stuff right now. 
you're going to get into like the CIA is dropping off drugs in these areas. I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, like I yes, said, it's the on the person who no one is forcing these people to the do these drugs. Of, no one certainly no one is forcing anybody to distribute these drugs. It's written down. It's in the Freedom from for, uh, Freedom of Information Act. You can get access. And that's to still going on today. Yes. All right. Yes. Why do you think the Mexican cartels still exist? I don't know what the Mexican cartels per the se have to do US with the entire U.S. drug market is gigantic. Yes, absolutely. It's illegal. Yes, and it is all illegal, so inherently not part of the system, correct? Yes, and which... Just which because it's really implemented by people who work within the system doesn't obviously make it part of the system in the same way that just because a certain percentage of black people commit crimes doesn't mean that all black people commit crimes, and a certain percentage of police commit brutality doesn't mean that all police commit brutality. No. You could find specific like, examples like of anything. Said, it doesn't like mean that it's a systemic problem. Well, like you said with protesters, a few bad apples spoil the bunch, right? Yes, absolutely. If a few bad, bad apples spoil the cops, too. Yes. If and other cops particular... are letting cops who are... Other cops are not letting cops. Police unions are letting cops. If you want to make that argument, that might be some common ground that we can Actually, find. But the police yes, unions other cops are, are, getting are a huge part of the problem. Brutality. That's and, been and, documented a ton. And, um, and okay, in certain cases, again, you're talking about specific cases here. I'm talking about if you want to get onto the, the issue of police unions that are overprotective of these, again, I think we could f- probably find some common ground there. But then that would ultimately lead me back to a lot of these problems being self-inflicted because Demo- uh, because black people as a whole largely vote for Democrats who largely back the unions. And those particular unions are the ones protecting these police. No, these unions are not the same as police unions. It's fair. That's it is the, a privatized union, but they are a fan of unions as a whole. And without the strength well, of that particular, yeah, union, these yeah, because I'm work. not a fan of child laborers and weekend and the weekend too. I'm not a fan of like, you know, the black lung. It's, yeah, no one's yeah, a fan any, of those things. And in person, 2020, no one would actually need a union in order to avoid those things. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, negotiate your wages with your boss. I'm sure. Yeah, you'll get a pay rise. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't have a union, and yet I somehow get pay raises. So I, I don't, I don't see how that. Are they cost work. of living raises? I get more than that. Or are they raises that you negotiate? There are raises that I get. Well, there are bonuses certainly that I negotiate. Is that is that true of the average American worker? Probably not average. of the average American worker. No. Okay, but I, then I there's I'm a problem. I'm more special than anybody else, and I think that people could absolutely no, obtain the minimal amount of success that I've obtained. It's if you get to negotiate your own raises. Right, because I negotiate. chose an industry where I can do that. I, I decided to, I graduated high school. I got okay, a what degree. Happens Weirdly enough, in, a, in, a, in an industry that has nothing to do with my particular industry that I work in now, I worked my way from an office assistant up to ultimately where I am in the financial industry today. And now I'm in a position where, yeah, I can negotiate bonuses if I want because I put in the work. People do okay, that. But what happens when everyone takes that one position? When everyone takes that one field. Not every, not what you can obviously, have everyone, can no one's, but no one's forcing anybody to pick gender studies as a, as a particular, you know, major at the end of the day, you have decisions to make, you can be in, you can be in STEM fields, you can be in business fields, you can go into medicine, you can go into pharmaceuticals, you can go into a number of industries that would lead to an ultimately successful career for you. But many people don't choose to do that. As a matter of fact, many people don't even get to that point because they didn't even graduate high school. Right, because they go to awful high schools that don't. That's still people. People are still graduating from these high schools, and in in more people than not, in many instances. As a matter of fact, there's no high schools out there that have like less than fifty percent high school graduation rates. So more than not, in almost all high schools, are doing this. So, 
you can you can make the argument that the school is bad. People are still graduating. Pardon me. You can graduate from high school and still get a subpar education. That's fine. But you still have a high school degree. And as far as whoever you go to next for a college is concerned, or for that matter, if you go into the workforce, they believe you have a high school education. You have the degree. C's get degrees. You can graduate from a really good school and get really bad grades. You still graduated and you didn't get a particularly good education. It doesn't mean that you didn't obtain that education. can't do that as a trend, though, because you don't have anybody who's actually up there to represent people. That seems just like a vague statement about nothing. Well, who's who's there? Who's who's supposed to be representing? You, have people you mean in co- actually, like colleges? Yeah, like colleges where they add scores, uh, SAT points onto for onto. Yes, because that's part of fixing the problem. That's okay, so the system the isn't racist, then the system's actually favoring black people in that instance. Because it's trying to fix the problem. That's not a trend. That's you're right. It's part of the system, which is not racist in any way, shape, or form. They're addressing the problem that you can agree with me here. A lot of people who are low income can't go to college. Uh, no, I don't, don't agree with that at all. No, because come on, tuitions for there's I loans. Mean, I paid. There's scholarships. Don't don't I, the people do there's this? Loans. People, there's plenty loans. of people do it. There's loans and there's scholarships, most of which are targeted towards people in the very communities that we're talking about. There's loans. Yeah. You know how many people are in debt for the rest of their life because they can't pay college loans? Because most of them are predatory. Sure, plenty of people can have difficulty paying their college loans. That doesn't mean that if you if you want to have a better life for yourself, it makes sense to go to college because long term you're more likely to make more money and pay off those loans and have a better income and have a better life. That's just the, that's why people go to college. People wouldn't go to college if you weren't more likely to be successful. But the loans are at interest rates that are impossible for people to pay off fully. And a lot of them are predatory. I mean, impossible suggests that no loans. one is doing it. No one is paying off no, their student loans. As people are, you think a lot of people are paying off their mortgages right now? I think plenty of people are paying off their student loans. And people are paying off their mortgages. I'm currently paying off my mortgage. People paying off medical bills too. Like people, this people. A lot yeah, of people, people have bills. I mean, yeah, people we all have bills. Have to work till they die to do this shit. I mean. At the end of the day, we all have bills, man. I mean, we all have problems. We all have things that we need to pay for. Get it, dude. Yeah. We got anything else? I just don't understand how you can't understand the concept of when how it's not exactly fixing it just to remove like Jim Crow laws, first of all. Like that's like you would agree that black people starting in a bad position are starting in a bad position from behind there, right? I would, I, I, you know what, I could probably compare this to something that'll kind of make it get, get, hopefully give you a little bit better understanding. It's sort of like climate change in that, yeah, there's an element of it that I believe is man-made, but I also don't believe that any of the prescriptions for it are fair or ultimately going to do any good. So it's like, yes, even though there are obviously instances where historically black people did not have a good in the United States, as of 1964, 65, when the Civil Rights Act was passed, the laws, the system, the actual doctrine, the actual policies are not in any way shape or form setting them back they have eliminated policy wise systemic racism that racism is not there it is not systemic from that point forward the racism that exists existed on an individual basis and the uh, the condition unfortunately of black america as i've mentioned throughout this has largely been self-inflicted due to things like the single motherhood rate there's nothing in the system that is making 
this happen. And as a matter of fact, you, any of these communities where black people have these problems, there are probably a certain number of Hispanics and whites that are in those communities that are not having those problems. Right. It's, it, no, they are having these problems. Jesus. It's problems of poverty that are experienced more because black people were sent back. More black people are in poverty because, like we discussed, generational poverty. And there have been several generations that have had every opportunity to do the three things that I've mentioned before that have failed to do those. You can say it's hard. It doesn't mean that it's impossible. There are people currently doing it. And even today, as we are fixing the education system in places like you mentioned, and we're starting to level the playing field even more through policy, through things like adding SAT points onto their scores for college admissions and things like that affirmative action, uh, all, all, all sorts of equal opportunity, employment, uh, you know, regulations and all that sort of stuff. As that, level playing, playing, as that playing field has been leveled, the single motherhood rate has gotten worse because of a lack of focus on education, a lack of fo- focus on family in those particular communities. And I just want to say for the record, because I've, I've obviously sounds like I've been attacking the black community a lot here. I'm not doing that. Even by the statistics of, uh, I believe it's Michael Harriet. He's one of the editors at theroot.com. Only 1% of black people on a given year are likely to commit a violent crime. And usually it's people, uh, it's usually males between the ages of 18 and 49. So it's a very, very small, it's a 6% of the population is committing all of these crimes. And that's 6% of the population as a whole, not just particularly within black, the black community. It's usually somewhere around 1.8% of males and something like half percent of females. So it's not an indictment of black people as a whole. It's a very small group that has, unfortunately, like you mentioned before, spoiled the bunch. And until that group is held accountable within the community, these problems will continue to perpetuate reason they perpetuate though is because they haven't been given any kind of solution there is nothing that's put them back to the same starting point and why as we mentioned yeah exactly we haven't done enough yet why aren't black women committing crimes at these rates because men in general tend to commit more crime so it's 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 a systemically racist system specifically against black males no, it's poverty that po- the poverty are women not impoverished. The po- first of all, the poverty in, is in place because of racism, because of old school racism like Jim Crow, like slavery, and like the war on drugs, which is continuing and ongoing. In some cases, sure. In any case, not in any the case. War, the Absolutely war on drugs not is case. going. The war on drugs is going on. Fair enough. The 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 layover from pre Jim Crow being the abolished America. Fair enough. That's also going on. But there are generations of people that have grown up since then that have not had these systemic problems that have risen from it. If they do the three things I outlined from the Brookings Institute multiple times throughout the course of this, they will be removed out of poverty. There is a 98% chance they will move out of poverty if they do those three things. These are things that have been on record and widely available for a long time. These are things that are not echoed and championed in the mainstream media, certainly not by groups like Black Lives Matter that are actually trying to do the opposite in many instances. These, these are not organizations that are helping here. And yeah, it could be pushed more in schools, but it needs to be pushed more in the mainstream. I need LeBron James talking about this shit instead of me having to talk about it here on RatsAlifeReview.com. Advocacy among social, like, among just, you know, the general populace. I'm always a fan of social advocacy because that's yeah. how democracy works. Absolutely. But 
you can't have just social advocacy when democratically a lot of these areas are also stifled in elections. Like, you can't deny that most of the places where they're rapidly removing polling places are in lower income communities. I can't deny that. No, and that's usually because there's not a very high voter turnout in those communities. So when they decide to retract polling stations, those are the ones that they decide to choose. Okay, but five, no, there's not a low voter turnout. There's There's, usually a lower voter turnout in those areas, which is precisely why they're retracting those voter. There's a higher uh, voter. Otherwise, they have to, I mean, obviously they have to be giving an official reason that's not, we don't want black people to vote. So that has to be the reason. There's a higher voter turnout there than the surrounding suburbs, though. I don't that's believe that's true. Okay, then. I, can find, I can look for statistics for you, but I mean, I'm sure we'll get to another topic before I get to them. Yeah, I mean, pretty much said everything. I mean, I next time we do this, we should get like a group chat where we can link shit back and forth, but um, I can't believe I didn't think of that until now. But, um, fuck, sorry, where was I? I've had. I've been working like literally 10 hour days right now. Um, But yeah, if generally lower income communities do turn out to vote more, especially in rural communities, because a lot of those areas vote Republican, and I have to admit, Republicans are a lot. That is something I admire about the Republican Party. You guys can really get voters out there. Yeah. We cannot get, I mean, I hate the DNC, but it's the only real political organization i can get anything i want done through obviously i hear you. i'm not the biggest fan of the republican national convention most more times than not myself so at least it's still more democratically fair in the primaries i i think that's that's probably true yeah, super I mean, delegates are bullshit i will be the first one to say bernie got completely screwed in the last couple of years and i think it's unfortunate i mean i gotta admit what they did to him before super tuesday i gotta admit smart political move i really oh 100 percent. that was fucking genius but that's <sighs> often and i know you're not going to agree with me on this point but maybe we can kind of round this out with some light conversation is often what yeah. pisses me off the most about the democrats is that they are so savvy in certain aspects of things um that it that it it drives me to the point to where when I'm looking at things that I disagree with, as I'm sure you do a lot of the time for people on the right, I think to myself, they're either dumb or they're evil. And I know because of things like that, they're not dumb. You know, that's sort of what yeah, pisses right. me off. You know, so that that's that's my two cents on that anyway. Right. right. And I just, I can't stand people who are for like surveillance or police states. And I hate both parties for that reason. It's like police really aren't the answer to any of these systemic problems. It's like just more policing. More policing is what they've been trying, and it really I mean, doesn't I, and work. I think less policing is probably not the answer either. I think better policing, definitely. Yes, changing right? how we do policing. I, maybe not changing how we do it on a fundamental level necessarily. I do think, like for instance, like I was saying before, taking funding away, I, I think is going gonna, is gonna to cause more problems than good. Not because I think they're doing such a great job right now. In some instances, certainly they're obviously not. Um, but... In instances like Breonna Taylor, better shooting training might have prevented her death. And that requires funding. You know, that's sort of so that's the angle I'll look at it from. Obviously, I'm, I'm sure, you know, we're, we might not I mean, find common ground. there. I don't want to. I mean, obviously, I don't want to get rid of the police. We need like like how we have plumbers to fix pipes. We need police to solve fight crimes. You know, it's just a public utility. Yeah. But, um, 
I think right. I, and, and, and like, I and I can agree. Like I can have a conversation with somebody like yourself as opposed to like the guy who writes. Sense, you know? So I mean, when I see and, and you know, the, the look at it from the perspective of me, I'm already skeptical of the mainstream media. I'm looking at New York Times writing an article. It says like, no, when we say defund the police, we mean defund the police. And I'm like, okay, now I'm that's just, a little scary. Like, defund the police means just taking away all the unnecessary shit, like APCs and like. Uh, and it, fucking these giant ass sniper rifles they've got like and i believe uh, that was the original see another thing that kind of irritates me about the left is that all of these things start from a, a place that i'm like okay it's it's well-intentioned i can understand why people feel that way but defund the police went from taking some money away from them and demilitarizing them a little bit right. into i'm seeing signs that literally say abolish the police all right. cops are bad all that they, when it gets to that level it's it's beyond to the point to where we can have discourse well, i mean i explained to you a what a cab really means and you kind of agreed with me so at least like but i do agree that's not the best way to say it especially when all cops are bad was bad enough i was hearing people chant all cops are bastards like you know that sort of thing like they're that actually taking it sense Fair enough. Uh, like, I guess they're more bastards for letting other cops get away with it, you know, because the police do behave okay. like a gang, and that's kind of a that fundamental answer. problem. And, and yeah, and I think that's that's the. Uh, Look, I, I think you'd be hard pressed to even find somebody like myself who's like super pro police that so will tell you that there are instances right. of police brutality. You know, like that they happen. Right. There's plenty uh, of instances they, against right wing people. Like anyone who exactly. claims to be authoritarian shouldn't be pro police. Yeah. The military are way more professional. I'd much rather have the military. They actually have... No, those, they actually have rules of engagement and accountability and a court system. It's like, they've settled this shit. Yeah, to an extent, I guess you're right. I I, I don't know that I'd necessarily feel comfortable looking out my window and well, seeing, I would, you know... I wouldn't <laughs> say, like, the military, but I'm, see, I'm saying, like, like, their culture and they're much more professional about shit. Yeah, I, I think I, I, being a cop definitely... attracts a lot of people who are bullies in high school, and the only way they can continue to be bullies as adults and get away with it is to be cops. There is a, there is definitely an issue there. I think you referred to your local cops as meatheads. I can more or less testify to s similar things here, although our police do very little in my you know small suburb that I live in. But it's a lot oh, of the. It's a lot of the C and D former lax players that like, you know, like that's just that's just what they ended up doing because it was a decent living. I think that problem is similar to to teaching in a lot of ways, too, where it's like we did. These were positions that we used to hold in high regard, like as a society. And once that started to slip, the standards, the standards started to slip on who can do these jobs. And a lot of that has has issued you know, a lot of that stems, in my opinion, from the unions. But a lot of that is just the societal kind of slippery slope that we just allowed to happen. What's funny, though, is like qualifications for becoming a teacher, at least for the hiring process, have skyrocketed qualifications sure. needed. Like you can't be a teacher anymore and get hired without getting a master's. Like really, yeah, any I believe it. And I think that's OK. I can understand that. I, I like that. I, I think tenure needs to certainly need to be reevaluated. This this idea that you can make it like three years in a day and then pretty much get away with with mailing it in the rest of your life like that. That needs to be adjusted somehow. Right. Uh, no, I, I don't know how we do that, but there but needs there to be certainly some... needs to be more funding into schools as an infrastructure. I I think yes and no. Like I, I it it's it's tough, right? Because I, I I look at it from the perspective of I've seen a lot of money get dumped into a lot of school systems that just kind of get, it gets eaten up by superintendents and the administration, and, oh, and a lot yeah. of it doesn't trickle down. So if we can if we can spend the money more efficiently and more targetedly, I right. don't know that we need more right. of it. 
But at the same time, if it's gonna if it's gonna get to where it needs to go, like I'm in favor of that. Like right. let's let's spend some more money that way. Like, as long as improvements happening, I want to do that. Yeah. I just like, I see so many times where it's like we need to dump money, particularly in New Jersey. I mean, like Newark's like twenty minutes down the road from me. They they have a lot of instances where it's like we're dumping a billion dollars into the school system or whatever it is, and it just like the same results a couple of years later, same same graduation rate, same same scores on standardized tests. It's 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 no improvement, and you're like, well, what what happened? All that money, and you never get a straight answer, unfortunately. I mean, it's been proven to have economic payout, so. I mean, there's data on that too. I think I think it could definitely help. Like I said, I think it's more about how it's spent than than necessarily what's. It's like sex ed. Sex ed has been proven to have the up to a seven hundred percent payout economically, not from just like people being more educated as a side effect of you know, you know, sex ed being better as a side effect of more education, but like you know, the down the lowered costs of less oopsie babies. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I can tell you firsthand yeah. as a, as a father of an oopsie baby. <laughs> I mean, every position I'm really coming from, at least policy wise, does have data to really back it up. Yeah, I try to make sure that. And I mean, like yeah, this. and I do admit, I mean, black people do commit more crime, but that's more just a result as a, as limited options of societal movement. Because I, and, you, I mean, you do understand why you can't give that whole pull your pants up and, you know, get a good job argument to everybody. I you can't I, tell everybody that. I think once. you can. I think you see that that's, that's, uh, will it work for everybody? No. You know what I'm saying? Like even in the statistic, I've said 2% of people do everything right, still don't end up out of poverty. But obviously there's people that just can't or, or won't, or some circumstance that has nothing to do with the system or their personal decision, just some fucking happenstance they end up knocking up their girlfriend or they something happens in their house and they drop out of high school. Agreed, those circumstances absolutely exist. But if everyone tried to do those things, I think it would start to, over the course of a generation or two, make a real push for the whole community. And I'm not seeing a push for them to implement those things necessarily. As a matter of fact, I'm seeing a fight against it, which bothers me. I see, the, I see that more as an end result of putting more opportunity into this. Sure. Yeah. And there's, and, and, and I'm obviously not opposed to that. I just don't like, you see like, for the, instance, you see my with like the fucking white beater and, you know, he's all fat and hairy and drinking hams or some shit, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's, there's poor culture in any race, really. Yeah. No, there absolutely is. Right. And even, you know, even like, I would say to a, to some extent, like the, the, the impoverished blacks actually have certain advantages only because they tend to be in, in urban areas. They tend, to, tend right. to be in cities, whereas the rural super poor whites are out in the middle of nowhere. They might not even have Wi-Fi like, you know, like they, right. they live out in the middle of nowhere. Um, so, I, again, I, I, I think that these are problems that could be solved doing the things that I was I, I've talked about. And I think they could be solved for anybody of any race in any socioeconomic class. Is it going to work for everybody? No. But I think those are the goals that we need to kind of set for. I don't know. I see what you're trying to portray as more of an end result, but I guess that's our fundamental disagreement. Yeah, I think I think we kind of have this chicken egg kind of thing going on here. And, and obviously, I don't think either one of us has changed the other's mind throughout the course of this conversation. But I, I do have to say it was uh, it was a trip, man. This was, this was fun. I, I mean, enjoyed at least this. you agreed on some shit like yeah. suck. <laughs> I, yeah, as somebody who's dealt with them more than enough times myself, I always like say on my show, fucking cops. 
as as I was saying on my show, like eighteen year old me listening to me now would be like, dude, what the fuck? Like, what happened to you? But uh, you know, I I think a lot of people get a uh, get a bad rap. Uh, I know a lot of cops. I got friends in my family that are you know that are cops or aspiring cops or whatever it is. So. Um, you know, I, I, I do, I do, I do believe for, you know, I, I, there's certain, there's certain instances where I look at, I, I look at these, these kind of occasions and I go, well, what could they have done? Like when I see the guy get charged in the Rayshard Brooks shooting down in Wendy's, like the, the, the guys did everything they could conceivably do to deescalate right. that system, that, that situation. And the guy not only gets charged, he gets charged with felony murder, which doesn't even statutorily make sense, being that he wasn't committing a felony. He was a he was in the act of being a police officer, which is not a right. felony yet, thank God. So it just when I see stuff like that, it drives me a little nutty. But I'm I'm sure you see plenty on my end of the spectrum that drives you just as crazy. And a lot of the problem is the cult, how we police, because broken windows policing is really just never making anything better. Because you're just you're just catching more people doing nonviolent crime like drug crimes. Right, but when you do that, you prevent them from escalating. Like when they implemented it in New York, the the murder, there was like 3,000 people a year being killed in New York, and they cut it down to about 700. So 200, you know, 2,300 lives were saved on any given year as a result of that style of policing. Were a lot of people harassed along the way? Were some people probably wrongfully imprisoned? Absolutely. Like I'm not going to pretend there was no downside to it, but I, I think as a result of those things, so much so that even Bloomberg continued those policies when he Actually, took over. First year of... I think those. No, it wasn't the first year, but over the course of a couple of years, they got it down. What I was seeing with the first few years of those, those were like exponential outliers in murders. Like from 1981, I think, is the first year of that. The one I saw. The first year of the study backing that up in 1991 had a 75% higher murder rate that year. Oh, okay. But I mean, I'd have to check that data, but I mean, I also saw a lot of social policy being implemented in new york at the time yeah well. it certainly wasn't the only reason i'm sure but right. it's definitely correlates like a to lot a lot more public extent. housing was built at the time because their public housing hadn't been updated since the 30s and that was part of the larger plan though in addition to the broken windows right. place, in order to try to drive down poverty and, and right. drive down crime so, you drive down poverty you put people in homes and you know yeah. it was all done with well and with good intentions i think but broken windows policing isn't really stopping people from committing crime just taking taking crime out as an option is a much more perfect like an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure you know i guess i think i think also uh, we, my god this conversation is ever going to end but um I, I i think that to an extent by showing that you're willing to enforce lesser crimes makes makes people a little bit more weary of committing the the, the, the greater crimes you know it's, so i i'd agree but statistically it's been proven that that's not true all right I'm I'm not going to try to look it up right now. So oh, that's uh, okay. I get it. You don't want to, we don't need to have like a five page cited source list. I mean, next time I'll we be, can always just have a Facebook group chat. We can you know, hear copy paste. Podcast. Check this out later. There you go. Yeah. All right. So but yeah, it's nice Wayne, talking to you. Likewise, Wayne. What, what what's going on, man? I, I feel like I feel like you've just kind of been a fly on the wall. I have been. I just listen. I gotta gotta let you guys get this in. I, I have nothing to do with this. I just wanted to make sure things didn't get out of hand. And a couple times I had to give you a little shush here and there, Nate. But hey, you did all right. I didn't have to uh, interrupt too much. Well, the problem is like it's like there's like five different things that I want to respond to. I, in I, that there was a lot going paragraph, on. Paragraph. Yeah, definitely. and I I don't want to lose points. You know, I in totally the whole. Agree. 
string of but words. You both did fairly well, and you held yourselves together pretty well, so I'm very proud of that. You both did a very good job. Yeah, this Thanks, is a new Wayne. format for me, the whole debate format. So Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I'm surprised it kept fairly organized, despite the fact we didn't really try to like set up a you know time or structure, really, of any sort. <laughs> so it kind of worked out. At least there was a topic. It's a lot better when there's at least one topic to go around. Yeah, definitely. You did very good. So if anybody wants to hear your show, Harrison, where can we go to hear you? You could find me on the rightopinion.podbean.com, also uh, hummingmediagroup.podbean.com, and ratsaladreview.com. Uh, and you could follow me on social media at rightopinionpod on Instagram, Twitter, and Parlor. Very good. Nate, where can people hear you? You know where you can hear me. Oh, that's right. Ratsaladreview.com. All right. Follow my band at Major and Band on Twitter. I always forget about that. Or a goddamn mask, because can't hurt at this point. <laughs> I got people setting off fireworks right outside my house. This is awesome. Oh, I hope they're fireworks. I do too. I'm pretty sure I'm seeing sparks. Wouldn't that be a bitch? As soon as I end this, like I walk outside, I get shot by a cop. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. Change your mind. Ha ha ha. All right. God damn it. <laughs> Thank you very much, Harrison, for doing this. Thank you, guys. This was fun. Yep, and if anybody has any comments, or want to add to the conversation, please write them underneath the comments on the you know you. This will be on YouTube, iTunes, and are you gonna put this on your show as well? Uh, I'll probably throw it up on my feed. I'll give you guys like a week, you know, to, to leave it up. I'll put it on delay. Whatever, I don't care. You know, Fair whatever. enough. I don't, I just I don't want to I want to steal the clicks. That's all right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, please ratsoutreview.com and check out Harrison's stuff. He also had uh, he gives us his shows every once in a while, but he has a lot more shows on his own network. So fair enough. I actually please. just sent you two, so uh, you yes, got a couple I've, uploads there. Yep, I was in the middle of doing that before we did this, but uh, I'll get back on that. Beautiful. So please subscribe to his stuff, subscribe to our stuff, and we will see you guys on Rat Sal Review very soon. Have a Peace. nice day. Bye. <laughs>